0: Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design Podcast. I'm your host Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who changed their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Today, I am connecting all the way from Thailand to New Zealand with Lulu. Lulu is an intuitive energy healer and an IG coach and manager. She has an inspiring story to tell. She went down a path. Not many people will take that road to make their dreams come true. And today we will explore together the difference between taking a risk and having faith and trusting yourself. Hello, Lulu. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your story?
1: Hello, Evie. I'm so um, happy to be here with you today uh, and talk about my crazy story. It's a little bit crazy. You have to be a bit crazy <laughs> to take my part. So I'm originally from Italy and I'm living in New Zealand with my husband, which is from here, and my son was born here as well yeah the way I end up in New Zealand was the start of this path that I chose for myself like I logged out of a very un I was very unsatisfied at the time when I decided to travel solo to Australia this is we're talking like 2011 mm-hmm. and I studied like I had a super cool duper degree and I um, had lots of like job opportunity back in Italy but I was really unhappy and then after like a broken heart I had a a story with a guy that broke my heart I was like you know what I'm gonna go to Australia (laughs) all by myself (laughs) And, uh, and that's where I met Tim which is my husband like when i when i when i moved to australia it was just as a you know i was escaping from a life i didn't like and i wanted to i had my degree was in uh, english and arabic i was an interpreter and translator that was my degree and i was teaching english in, in italy and i just wasn't happy with that and i wanted i knew i knew i wanted something more i always knew it i just keep coming back to the normal because my family was like you know you should really do this you know like okay you've traveled now you should go back to normal things like go to university pick a thing and do the thing do the one job you know find the one good job and I just couldn't like I, I didn't know at the time but I'm manifesto generator and I'm not supposed to do the one thing but back then I thought I was broken. so <clears throat> I think I just went as far as I could to block the noise. And I wasn't looking for a husband, or anything. I was looking for myself and again, I didn't know that back then, but now I know. And yeah, like uh, I started just as a waiter and i like just, oh, going to pub, you know, the things you do when we, you go like abroad. And, and, and then I end up in this uh, spiritual place, it's called um, the Hare Krishna community. And I was there to do my volunteering job to get my second visa to stay longer in Australia. And I didn't want to be there. I was like, I want to go back to my life, to my work, my job, you know, like busy, 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 busy. I want to go back to the normal life in the city. And I finally rediscovered myself, slowing down, chanting, meditating, planting because we work in the garden all day and life was slow and was terribly hard for me to slow down and and tim was not my brother you know he was one of the woofer and 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 we just went like yeah we were putting together in in, in jobs there and like planting together talking about this talking about that and i fell in love with this soul not with this physical body it was a mm-hmm. be good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, from there, and then we tried, like, uh, we stayed together since then. And also, we got, like, me, we were only three months together when we discovered that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> no job, no money, nothing. So we went back into the normal life. Because you know you got a baby now, you can't just go around traveling and goofing around. You need to get a job. You need to get a car. So we were brought super fast back into the you should do this and that, and for many years we did Mm -hmm. because that's what our parents. You know they they helped us at the beginning, and then they were like you need to do this and that, and we did, and things just didn't feel right. They it wasn't nothing wasn't really working. Our relationship wasn't working. Our parenting was. No, you know, it's fine, but you we were so unsure about everything. And yeah, until the moment that we uh stood strong and say, This is what we don't want to live this life. Nine to, going to work, he will go away at 5 a.m. in the morning and come back at 5 p.m. working so hard, nothing, and Gabriel will cry when he will hear his car going away in the morning. Um, and and then we say, now we got to change this. And we sit down and we draw our dreams. We did vision board about, like, we're going to be a traveling family. We're going to be unschooler. Up until that time, we were like, we can't do this because our parents would get mad at us leaving the job. They say, we did so much for you. We helped you so much. And what are you guys doing now? And Gabriel needs to go to school. How is he going to learn? How is he going to social? All of that, we we say, like, it's just... It just doesn't feel right. And we're going to do what we need to do. And off we went. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> leaving the job in Italy and um, booking the ticket for Thailand. And we were scared. We were really scared. And we didn't know if we if it was going to work. We had no, no guarantee.
0: I get that. We, I had, a, think we a- had a
1: little, tiny, tiny income from an online job. And... I was just like we trusted that this is what our heart wanted and instead of thinking like but how are we gonna do this and how we're we gonna do that we we focused on the desire you know how in Indiana Jones does uh, mm-hmm. the he he jumped and the, the the bridge appears we did that and likely the bridge appeared, but we had to fall for quite a bit longer than Indiana Jones. Hoping for the bridge to, bridge to
0: appear. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to dive a little bit into that. I think looking at this story where you eventually say, okay, I'm living a life. I don't want to live anymore. And luckily you also found the partner who was literally sharing your thoughts sharing the desires you had so you found each other in the right space and you can move on together so you haven't been alone yet I think this is a very hard decision to just you know to decide to go against society to Mm -hmm. you know the fear of disappointing your parents because if somebody supports that much Even if they don't mean it, I know this from myself, if you get the support, like my mom supported me in, you know, making sure I can go to school, I can uh, live in a safe environment, I have all the cool stuff kids need to have, yeah, what you might think uh, they needed at the time, you know, my mom was working hard too for that. And then you develop such a, you know, some sort of feeling that you have to be grateful for it in terms of never change it, you know. I mean, I'm still grateful what my mom did for me. And I'm sure you are as well that you got that help You develop this guilt if you want to do different eventually, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a a massive move to say like, okay, we're going to pack our stuff and we're going to go anyway. And I'm sure society was screaming at you, Lulu, you are crazy. This is such a big risk to take. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have the feeling that you're taking a risk and putting even your family to risk?
1: yeah I did it especially when we were away from everyone. There was a moment that the budget was very low, mm-hmm. very low because uh, uh, people don't even believe me when I say this. we were earning a thousand US dollar a month together and in the south to get all together mm-hmm. and we had to make it out the, the ticket will come out of that the visas, sometimes a very expensive food accommodation, everything was coming. you know that's that's all we had. And, and sometimes I, I felt like, this month, am I going to be able to feed my son? <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so there was a moment, like, um my husband was bitten by a monkey um in Bali, um in a wood. And, and it was like, oh, this rabbit, hole, you know, you can get the rabbit, like, if you don't get the vaccine. I don't want to talk about it, like, don't put the vaccine in the thing. But, you know, he had this injury and we were... He was injured in Bali, and and it was a worry, mm-hmm. and we had to go through a hospital, and and you are in a foreign country, everything is different. You don't have the support of your loved ones and family. And you, when that stuff happened, you really think like, what am I doing here?
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: what, like this is like, maybe it's too much. Maybe I went too far. But again, the doctor, uh, the doctor, they helped. We we were fine. Mm-hmm. But there was a moment of like, I'm alone here, but it was not because the neighbor helped us and um, brought him to the hospital. And, you know, we did find a support network there because at the end of the day, we're all human and we all want the best for, you know, there's so many good people out there. And and again, that was a moment of doubt. And again of, no, it's okay. We We can do it. And every time there was another moment, so at the beginning, I would just panic. I panic a lot. <laughs> I panic a lot at the start because when stuff big stuff was happening, and and then I was like, every time it would be okay, and and that's what I learned from my travel. In the end, the universe really had our back the whole time, and it had my back. If I look back now, with more being more grounded and more aware, and more really like, uh, I am really sure about where I'm going. Mm-hmm. and looking back, I can see the universe always had my back. Even when I was panicking, there was no point of being afraid. Like, it's fear, we know, I know now, it's just a construct of the mind. Yeah. Most of the time, all the things that you are scared of don't happen, and and the panic comes from that. For me, it used to come from that, and I just, uh, I now live in this trust and faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for the support I've had, even when I didn't know and when I didn't trust. This universe was still supporting me, Mm -hmm. universe or source or whatever. And 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 now having this awareness, it makes life one billion times better and Mm -hmm. and funnier, more joyful. Yeah,
0: yeah. And looking back at things is always easier when you say. In moments where you thought like, you know, just shortly before giving up and you don't give up and, you know, yeah. these are moments, this is like, it's tough to sit in there sometimes and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? As you said, am I going to be able to feed my son? Did I go too far? And this would be a moment for many people to say like, okay, I'm surrendering. I'm giving up. I'm going back. I'm going to yeah. make sure I'm earning the money, whatever happens to me or to my happiness. You didn't. And I would like to know what was the thing, the one thing, or maybe it was two, that made you not give up? What was it? You said you had faith, but now only looking back on that, you knew the universe had your back. I don't think back then it was so clear to you. So what was the one thing that made you not give up, hoping, trusting, or just making it work? What was it?
1: Mm, one thing was that I'm very stubborn mm-hmm. <laughs> Love so when I start a thing I gotta finish it like I didn't like the high school I was in I finished it because I needed to get it done yeah. I didn't like the university I realized pretty quick that I didn't like the university I have picked but I picked that and I started and I wanted to finish it and it was the same thing like I wanted it so bad I am just going to do it. And, and this is like my, almost my toxic trick, I would will, I will call it. But um, the good thing uh, was seeing the world through the eyes of my son. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but he was so happy to mm-hmm. travel. Mm-hmm. He was just, and he used to be a very shy and insecure kind of little boy. And during our he completely blossomed. Wow. Because we were like, sure, we're doing this. We were sure we're unschooling Gabby. And he felt that safety, not because we were in a safe home, but because me and Tim were aligned on the same page. We were sure about our decision. And he just opened up and he loved every minute of it. He loved jumping on planes. He, he had so much fun tasting all the different foods. He was just in his environment and we had so much family time and cool adventure together. That it's priceless. Mm-hmm. That is worth any risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, any like it. Just it was it was magic. It was magic that uh, kept us going. Um, to yeah, we did it for six months, and we would do it again if if you know we're thinking about going again. <laughs> but but like if I had to go back, I will jump again. Hmm. Yeah. Even knowing all the hard bits.
0: I get that. And the hard bits you were mentioning was a result that you didn't have your company established yet as it is right now. So you said you mentioned you had a little bit of online work that was coming in, but yes. uh, not as it is today. Can you yeah. take a little bit the journey on uh, from not knowing what to do to What it is today being an energy healer and social media manager.
1: Yeah, that was again. um, I have this thing like, since I went to that place, the Krishna farm, Mm -hmm. I say, like, uh, I'm not a a devotee. I do chant the Hare Krishna mantra since then um i I always say like krishna had my back since then Mm -hmm. he brought me to the farm and then everything unfolded and again uh, i think that's what happened because um so tim my husband had found this little job he was teaching english online earning very little money but you know it was enough for us to make the jump Mm -hmm. and and while we were away i kept applying for jobs on you know all this platform that you can apply for online job i did a little bit of italki teaching i was teaching english as well and italian um online and and then uh when i was in bali i um happened to be at the same time there was this person that she was a person from the farm she wasn't from the farm, the, the place where I met my husband. But basically, she arrived at the farm when we left. And, and she uh expanded and making like in a yoga retreat and things. And I and I was in touch with her online, but I never met her. And we really wanted to meet to become, you know, we were online friends, like me and you, for example. Um, and we messaged her, say, I'm in Bali, I'm in Bali too. And she's come and spent some time with us. And then she was working for this. She had this client and she was managing all the social media, but she had no idea what to do with Instagram. And she asked me, do you know Instagram? Like, would you be able to manage an account? Because she she saw my account, you know, the, the family account was doing well and everything else, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I can give it a shot. And so she gave me this job, like out of the blue. You know, I wasn't, I didn't apply. She's my friend came to my house and say, here's the job. And and she was from the farm where my life changed, and the account I managed was from was a devotee from that was born and grew up in the farm. I knew his dad. I didn't know him. I work as a buffer in his dad's garden when I was there, and so this is like you know giving back. You know you did so much. It's the karma, whatever you wanna call it. But it was for me. It was very meaningful that my career as a instagram manager which is what i do now and now i uh, provide for my family together with there's a new thing the intuitive energy healing that i started last year for me this is like just if you it's it's all connected and it's all weaved together so beautifully and i just i cannot even believe it when i say it's like really are you making this up
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes everything came together as a as a whole thing eventually and I I remember you told me in our previous conversation that you had to teach yourself that right it came somewhat naturally it was fun you had already enjoyed establishing your own family account and it was doing great but you had to as well learn a lot in order to make it a business
1: yeah, because yeah. I didn't study uh, marketing, at, you know, at university, as I mentioned before. I studied to become a translator, and mm-hmm. and then there's nothing to do, you know. Like I had to learn everything. I have to learn how to use social media, uh, how to do, you know, the design and copywriting, marketing stuff. And I, yeah, I just learned. I studied on my own. I take courses and as fast as I could, um, and then you know a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Of course, I did play first with my own account and then I started to get paid clients and that what happened. Yeah, lots yeah. of self, self-thought. As, yeah. as a good manifesting generator does.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have jumped on the train. You could have said to your lovely friends, you are like, sorry, but I'm not sure if I am a good manager, a social yeah. media manager, right? But I, think-
1: I, I, I just literally, again, I took another risk another leap of faith i say i think i can do it i was like yes i'll do it i'll try it i do it very cheap you know my first um it was super cheap you know i offer my really really cheap but and yeah it 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 worked it worked well really well Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you gotta start and then somewhere I was word of mouth you know this person was happy with my work and recommended me to another person this other person recommended to another blah 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 the most of the, the the work i've got right now is mostly word of mouth i'm only starting now to try to market myself a little bit more and um yeah using i think i don't think i've ever used i've used ads a couple of times but yeah, but only now exploring. Okay, how do I market myself? Like if I want to scale my mm-hmm. business.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And this is what I always I, I teach that, and I love to saying this that if you have a you, if you are a service provider, you don't have to be a marketing genius. You don't have to have it all together the moment you start because all you need to do is deliver results.
1: Mm-hmm. However,
0: you do that, and we will say, yeah, but I don't have clients. I mean, clients are everywhere. They are literally, if you look at it, they are everywhere. And it doesn't need to be the client, as you said, who pays you at the very beginning the amount of money you wish to earn eventually. But as you were offering a small service, you charged a small fee that helped you in the beginning, but gave mm-hmm. you enough time to teach yourself to develop your service into something that is valuable to many more people. So I, I love this. And it really literally points out, as a starting point where you're going to start somewhere and you're going to deliver that result. And with that result, people going to like you, people going to recommend you. And this is what you do as a coach, as a mentor, as a trainer, as a teacher, instead mm-hmm. of studying marketing for three years, because I think over the years mm-hmm. you had plenty of time to study that and uh, to develop yeah. your skills and make it, yeah, to translate it into your work, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what I wanted, Lu, what I wanted to ask you—you you mentioned before as well—I I liked it a lot when you said I don't like using the word risk because it does something yeah. to you, and you prefer faith or trust instead. Would you like to elaborate yeah. a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, taking the risk it feels like oh that's risky. You shouldn't do. It. You know what you lose a lot. Don't do that. You know that's dangerous. You know risk mm-hmm. is uh, associated in my in my programming or whatever has uh, something dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do something dangerous. Uh, but if you flip, you know, as everything, if you put it in perspective, uh, it doesn't have to be something dangerous. Uh, taking the risk can be uh, taking that leap of faith, trusting that what, because what, why do we want to take the risk? Because something in us feels like, uh, I don't feel this is quite right. I want to change, but change is difficult, right? but you have that nudge everyone i think everyone has intuition a strong intuition like our bodies are trying to communicate with us to do things that feels more aligned but because we are raised in a fixed society that things are meant to be you know you got to go to school then after that you have to do university and then you got to find the job and then um, and everyone is kind of like uh, in that which is which is could work for people, like you know. I'm not saying it's wrong for everyone, but if you have this strong feeling and learning to trust that that's as actually something real, not like something wrong with you, or so it's no, you're not taking the risk. You're trusting yourself. It's different. You're trusting your intuition. You're trusting God. You're trusting universe, whatever you you like to call it, and it's just leaning into that. For everything, not just for it doesn't have to be this huge thing I've done, like um, ditching everything, going to Australia from Italy. Couldn't go that further, actually. Yes, I went to New Zealand, even more far. Um, it's it's uh, can be with little choice during your life, like two similar job, normal job, and and you feel more like that one feels better in my body and you choose still a good job, normal, I'm not going crazy here, but it feels better for your soul. And so it doesn't matter if that company is more established and you're gonna get paid a little bit more, you know, like that's all the rational mind, because you don't know, maybe going towards the other one right now, you're not gonna earn more and it's not so established, but maybe it's gonna lead you to something even better. So it's something that we don't get told ever, about this and I think it's the most important listening to our inner voice and trusting our body, being more connected to our body and our inner power, we outsource everything. I get that. The mentor, the coach, and another course, another course. And I need to learn more before I can say, before I can decide, before I can teach. It's all out there. And I I have brought it back and to myself. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We are so powerful. We know so much more than we think. And yeah, we don't know. We don't we don't even know how much. We are so amazing, like all of us. Yeah. How
0: much is possible if we actually have trust in ourselves? Yeah. I think what we're always looking for are these rational answers, as you mentioned, right? To have everything sorted out, everything on paper. Yeah. Like ideally it would be written. A piece of paper exactly (laughs) it's written there that on that date it will happen and you will have your plan ready I think the fear of change became lately uh, so big like so big and people just unlearned to trust themselves and also just to be in the moment and to yeah to somewhat ditch the idea of having constant answers for everything
1: and wait for the answer let it come let it happen or not Yeah. Always asking, and even in the day to day, sometimes people ask you a question, you answer to them. They're not even listening, not even to the question that they've asked, because they're already thinking about what they're going to say about it. Mm -hmm. So, practice uh, passive listening has been also a really good practice for me. Not just uh, when people talk to me, just listen, listen for real, even when you are asking your question, actually listen yeah actually listen yeah to to what comes in it's 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 it really like people call it magic I think it's just what we are supposed to do and be but we we are not taught that we we are just raised in this I am like very much I don't know they'll call the black sheep or the whatever the person that did the weirdo or you name it a very different way of thinking and 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 I don't I never liked school Mm -hmm. I never liked to go to do the job I I didn't like it and 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 when I say that I don't mean to say don't go to school or people don't need to go like if if they're happy I know people that love school and it just it just doesn't mean the work for everyone but it is what we get you you have to go to school you have to do this and and here you have 20 30 human being that they all have their genius and ca- different way of thinking and creating and um neural different stuff and they get told the same subject in the same way and on top of that they get graded and so you start to feel the shame that he was better than me and and it, I feel it's just wrong it was so wrong for me it made me feel so out of place for so long like I wasn't good enough I couldn't understand a lot of things and it was hard so hard and and it wasn't that I was stupid or something (laughs) it just wasn't my way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get that. I've been there too, and I never
0: saw saw the sense in what I was doing. Uh, but I was just too young to understand and to put it in a place, especially when society is being so loud, right, and pushing you into that direction. I didn't have the the courage or the knowledge or the the wisdom yet to to say something against it, and I was just like suffering through, never understanding or being happy in this situation. So I absolutely get you, and I think. If I would say now that it's like, it's okay to be different. It's the wrong wording because also people who have a different point of view or expectations to life or different desires shouldn't be, you know, uh, get, get a stamp on their forehead. Like I'm different. I'm a weirdo, as you say, or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. We Just normalize that some people have a different opinion. And we yeah. see it uh, at the news, or that the whole society is telling us. I mean, we need society, right? To society has our back in some sort of way. But it's also okay to establish our own thinking within mm-hmm. that society. My favorite question, speaking of what how people see us and um, being a weirdo or not. <laughs> what is the uh, what do people misunderstand the most about you, Lulu?
1: <laughs> um I am always uh the one, you know, the goofy. I play the goofy one. I'm not really goofy, but I play that role very well for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I like to have fun and to crack a joke and I don't like to be serious even when I used to be a teacher at school in Italy. I always like to be the fun one. And I think sometimes people don't take me seriously. Mm-hmm some people not everyone some people really like my students in Italy they love me they're still like they're still in touch with me on Facebook and always say like oh it's so nice to have a teacher it's not boring and mm-hmm. but some other people you know those people that are like the professional groups has to be serious kind of things mm-hmm. so they think they, they they think I'm not you know she can't like I don't know as much as I as I think I should because yeah. I'm so silly you know what I mean like but, yeah, I think that's something that people always have, like like uh, the blonde, girly girl, you know, kind of like the, the jokes, you know, like the blonde jokes and all of that. So I, I had all my uh, teenager years and young years, like people cracking jokes about Barbie brain and all of that things when i really not that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. But, but- I, played, I played the game for a while and knowing that I was it, you know, like. Yeah, I get let them, that. Let them think whatever I want to think, <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> it's like, how can she be a teacher and having fun at the same time, right?
1: Yeah, and I can, yeah, like, and I can be so silly, but um, actually being also so profound. You know, like, you know, when you um are a coach, or, like, or a healer, people think you should have all your stuff to, you don't wanna say, sweary word, like, all your stuff together mm-hmm. and doing all this, all this. Always oh, this, you know, perfectly, you know, the the idea of spiritual healers, all like I'm not that, but I still a good, you know, a powerful healer. is like it's it's it doesn't is again, you know, this boxes that. We, put we are used in. To put putting boxes in, uh, people in boxes. I cannot be put in a box. Yeah. They tried hard, so hard. Hey, you, you were saying before, like uh, when you were little, you younger, you didn't have, you know, you didn't know how to say, you didn't have the knowledge to say, like, I'm different. Uh, I had, the, I was always rebelling. Mm-hmm. But they squashed me again and again and again and again until I lost myself completely. And I had to really do so much work to find the real Luciana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started at the farm, working in the garden with my hand in the dirt, slowing down life, connecting with the divine, and breathing.
0: Oh yeah, Breathe.
1: and yeah. and 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 I went and I, and I went like, holy moly! I grew up on the land in the country. And I was like, where did I go all these years? Like, what happened? And that was like, boom. And then, and then it's been a long healing journey since 2011, uh, 12, something like that. So it's been over 10 years now.
0: Yeah. Super inspiring, Luciana. Thank you so much for your story. I, and I hope it finds some, as many people as possible and to make them not think that they are different, but they actually are who they're meant to be. So if some yes. somebody wants to reach out to you, where do people find you?
1: Oh, they can find me on Instagram, mostly at Luciana Wayfarer or at the family account, the Wayfarer family. Great. I will put it in the
0: show notes. So I, I know you are an open minded person. This is how we got in touch. So um, you respond to your DMs? you show interesting to people you can have amazing conversations with her even if you don't know her because we've been speaking a lot over instagram dms before we met actually so yeah guys go ahead reach out to luciana get the inspiration ask her questions and with all that said thank you so much for being on my show it has been a pleasure talking to you
1: thank you so much for having me (laughs)
0: Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms, and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edits.